0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at
1: kizik.com/socks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seventy of Take a Bow. I'm your host Eli Tokash, and we have another incredible episode. For everyone listening today, Uh, this episode is actually very exciting for me because we have someone who is making their Broadway debut uh, as soon as the pandemic opens up, and he's been a dear friend of mine for six years now. We did the Finding Neverland tour together, and now he's making his Broadway debut in Doubtfire, and um, he joins the episode today to talk about... The steps that Broadway and the Broadway producers are currently taking in order to create a safer environment for people of color and also a more inclusive, diverse uh, Broadway that uh, that we deserve. And So we have great stories uh, for this week's episode. Um, There's lots to learn. There's lots to talk about. And I was extremely thankful and happy with the stories that uh, Calvin was willing to tell. Um, But before we turn it over to that, let's talk about some Broadway news. Y'all, this past weekend, Broadway had an event called Curtain Up. And I was there all three days. It was Friday through Sunday in Times Square. Everyone was performing on Sunday. It was incredible. I went with Max von Essen um, on Friday and Saturday. I was hanging out with uh, the Broadway Podcast Network uh, as well as Sunday, but I wasn't doing um, too much on Sunday. Uh, but it was, it was awesome. It was so much fun. And you just know Broadway's back when they're doing a bunch of events live in Times Square with Broadway stars. Um, got to meet Joe Iconis, Joshua Henry. And on top of that, guess how many shows are on Broadway right now? I'll give you a second so that you can, like, think about it. There are 10 Broadway shows on Broadway right now. So happy opening to all the new shows that opened on Tuesday. So happy opening to Come From Away, 6, Lackawanna Blues, David Brin's American Utopia, And Disney's Aladdin. So, um, those opened on Tuesday. Some are in previews. Some just went straight into opening. Uh, Congratulations to everyone on resuming performances. Um, We also have some of the most famous off-Broadway shows uh, running right now, such as Little Shop of Horrors, Blue Man Group, Stomp, etc. There's plenty more, but those are like the big names when you think of off-Broadway. And... Speaking of all these fun events that's going on, the Broadway Flea Market is next week, October 3rd, Sunday, October 3rd, that is. Uh, the Broadway Flea Market is here, y'all, and the Broadway Flea Market is perhaps one of my favorite um perhaps one of my favorite events on Broadway because it, it, it's just, it, it's like another event like this, you know, it really uh, brings Broadway together, both audiences and performers. Um, it, it's just incredible. And I'll be there at the Flea Market with Broadway Podcast Network, Broadway Star Project, and a couple other vendors doing some things. And I'm, I'm so excited and I hope to see some of you there. It's going to be amazing. Uh, can't wait for that. That's next Sunday, October 3rd. And this week is the Tony Awards! Come on! This Sunday is the Tony Awards. And I'm very excited because, I mean, this Tony Awards, I've heard a lot about it, you know. Uh, I've heard that it's been a time, to say the least, to figuring this all out. Um, There's a lot of financial issues and everything, but... Nonetheless, it's the Tony Awards. I'm still looking forward to it. There is a bright spot in the Tonys this year, and that is that it's being hosted by Audra McDonald and Leslie Odom Jr., and that actually marks the first time the award will be hosted by a black person since 2008. That's about 15 years since um, the Tony Awards has been hosted by a person of color, and it's also the first time ever that it's being hosted by a black pair. So we have had pairs host the Tony Awards. That's been a trend as of late. Uh, this is the first time ever that it's going to be hosted by a black uh, pair of hosts. Uh, so it's very exciting. Um, there's lots to look forward to, in my opinion. Um, we'll get some Broadway back in our lives on TV. So that's exciting. Dear Evan in the movie comes out tomorrow as well. I'm excited, I know it's getting huge backlashes, I've heard it's not good, I've heard that it's unrealistic with these older people playing students, I don't care, I'm excited for it, and I really think that these bad reviews are actually kind of good press for the movie, because these bad reviews have actually made me more interested in seeing it. I don't know if that's just me, or if that's like... Anyone else, but because they're they're getting bad reviews, I'm kind of like, oh well, now I have to see it. Now I have to see what they're talking about. Now I have to experience it for myself and form my own opinion around it. So I don't know. Lots to talk about here uh, with the Dear Evan Hansen movie, but I'm gonna go see it and I'm gonna talk to you all about it. Hopefully next week. I don't know if that is gonna be too short of notice for like everyone to see it, and I don't want to like spoil it, but. Um, I think I'm gonna do it, so <laughs> I, I think it's just it's worth talking about it, and it's just so fun. Um, anyways, we'll move on. Stephen Sondheim is writing a brand new musical. Yes, that's right. Stephen Sondheim is writing a brand new musical. Okay, I'll say it again. Stephen Sondheim. Okay, even at 91 years young, he has announced that he is still up to his antics, and he's writing a brand new musical. And, uh, that, I, I don't know, like Sondheim, you know, his songs are just so elaborate and so in the best way possible, very difficult, you know, um, just to play, to perform, to act, to do do everything. Um, and I, it just blows me away that he's still, he's still cracking the old rip and uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be amazing. We will hear more about it. Not much has been released on it. There was just rumors around it, and he confirmed it. Uh, So Stephen Sondheim, I mean, that's literally one of the greatest uh, composers of all time. I think that's fair enough to say, right? Um, Stephen Sondheim is perhaps my favorite composer of all time, as well as I'm sure many of you listening. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be great, and I'm excited to see Company, which is his musical on Broadway, and his the his work that he's done with that to uh, make it different for this revival and how it's being gender-bent. I've talked about it a lot. Uh, I think it's just really cool. Uh, Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, that's right. Icon. Um, anyways, The company of Waitress on Broadway uh, gathered on their stage to um, commemorate a mayoral proclamation declaring Friday, September 17th, Nick Cordero Day. And they named it uh, September 17th because that is his birthday. Um, So they they proclaimed it Nick Cordero Day. In New York City, and Del Castillo of the NYC Mayor's Office uh, of Media and Entertainment presented the proclamation with Waitress and celebrated on the stage with them uh, just to honor Nick Cordero and his legacy, uh, both on Broadway, what he's done in the community, what he's done for New York, and everything. It's just, I, I, it, his story lives on, and uh, I think it's really, really cool to see. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, it was really special. It just, just to see everything that waitress has done the past couple weeks in reopening on Broadway for this short amount of time, and what they've done to continue his legacy, and uh, I know he's smiling up on all of their shoulders. Uh, so it's really, really cool to see. All right. Well, I've talked enough, and uh, I want to get it over to the interview. So let's do it. Let's talk to Calvin, and we're gonna talk about some incredible topics that I'm also going to elaborate on after this. Ep- uh, after the interview portion, so stick around uh, to hear more and kind of more of what he told me off the record, like afterwards, as we just like dove into conversation and got lost in it. Um, and um, yeah. We're gonna talk more about it and I'll elaborate uh, some more on it. So Calvin Cooper, curtain up, So... On today's episode, we have a very, very exciting guest for me, because we literally haven't seen each other in how long? Five, Five years? years. Come on, this is insane. <laughs> um, we we met way back in the Fighting Neverland area era, and we did the tour together, and now he's a Broadway star making a Broadway <laughs> debut in Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, this guy... Can not only sing, he can not only act, he can not only dance, he can yeah, also yeah. like crochet and knit, <laughs> and he made me these hats. Come on, on travel days and everything. So I'm so excited to have my big brother here, Calvin Cooper. Yo yo yo! Oh my god! <laughs> 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 Oh my god. I'm so sorry it's, for your roommate. It, it begins. <laughs> it begins. Um this is gonna be an iconic episode. I'm so, I'm so excited. Thank you for being here. Thank We're you. doing this in person. It's my own it's only my second in person interview and I'm just I love these. These are so exciting for me. Um but I like to start all of my episodes with the same question. And that kinda like starts at the beginning of each person's journey throughout the just mm. incredible. And I'm like, I can't industry do the Mom? <laughs> yeah, <right>? Mom? <laughs> no, 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 no. More about what got you in to theater. Now, I know you're not the craziest theater guy, but like, yeah. what kind of, why, why are you here? Why are we in yeah. this industry right now? Come uh, on. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you, I love it. I can tell you,
2: I love it. Um, I got started, it was like a it all led me to, cause I was performing no matter what. I'm mm. one of those kids who was dancing. Like I danced at the house. I, I loved music, <sighs> music, no matter what it was like but um yeah I started when I was 16 mm-hmm. uh, but before that I was a cheerleader and when I was because I went to the boys and girls club which is I had to do everything my sisters did because I was the, I'm the youngest <laughs> and my mom had two jobs single parent home shout out to Sharon Cooper yes uh, and Tamisha and LaTanya <laughs> Nicholas Desiree <and laughs> um but um no yeah uh we were at the boys and girls club and uh-huh. my sisters were the cheerleader were on the cheerleading team and so then one day after the coach was watching me just do i i mean i'm obsessed with my family so i did my sisters did a jump i was trying to do it like oh and they asked me if i wanted to join the cadets and so then i did and then as i kept going with it when i got to uh high school um that's when one of my sister's friends named tyrone cooper what's up tyrone cooper and no we're not related really two coopers but not related um but he uh one day we because my sister was doing color guard and uh and tyrone was doing color guard and so one day i saw him like do a jump or whatever and he was like can you do this and i did it and it just so happened that dr marianne laverty shout out to my first teacher uh she was like walking by the windows it felt like very much like uh like hot lunch imagine but without all that singing and dancing and fame like she just walked by and saw me do the jump and she literally came to the door and was like come with me Grabbed shut my up. hand and because it's a it's a We were there at a public school, but it had a magnet program. So it was an arts high school. So if you weren't zoned for it, you were only going to it for the arts. And it had a twin twin school that was like communication. So it was kind of one of those kind of artsy schools. But my grandma, and we were living with our grandma at the time. So it was just like, this is the high school I'm going to. And she grabbed me, signed me up for dance. Uh, And so I was the only person in the dance department who wasn't part of the magnet program. Wow. It felt very much like, I'm like, when you watch Fame one day, it's very much like, I'm like Leroy from Fame, like just rolling up from the street, just being like, oh, I, what is this called? Okay, I could do it. Because I pick up anything that's like hand-eye coordination, I'm on it, or especially anything that's like competitive. Yeah. I just, I'm I'm a quick study. I'm like a chameleon.
1: Oh my God. That's a perfect. That's actually like. Probably the best yeah, way I'm to describe yourself. Brilliant. Yeah, that's actually Jesus. I adapt. You're like, you're literally a natural in everything that you've done. Thank like, you. no, seriously, like, I saw you in rehearsal and like, <laughs> you know, like, we rehearsed together and you were just like, yep, you, and, do. and that's the thing, like, that I admired that about you and I really learned a lot from you. Like, I already done this show and like, I was like admiring like people like you up on that stage, kind of like you. figuring out the show on tour. And everything that was asked of you, you didn't say one thing. You just said yes.
2: Yeah, because we'll try. Yeah. Because, I mean, the only time that I'll say no is after I've tried. Right. And been like, yeah, I'll yes and the hell out of anything. But wow. Like Like, what is it? Let's go for it. Like, because, I mean, I'd rather I'd rather show you it doesn't work than right. don't try it and tell you, oh, and just say no. Like, nah. I mean, within reason. Within re. I mean, but, I mean. It's like when me and Michael said, we're here to play first. Yeah. So that's why I, was, I wasn't i embarrassed. I was like, you know what I mean? But yeah. yeah, that's just always been my mentality. It's like, yeah, let's just go for it. Let's, why not? Right. And how many times are we going to get this opportunity? Yeah. Never. I don't take nothing for granted. I was like, oh, you want to see me do it? Watch. <laughs> <laughs> like just going for it. Right. like, oh, I can't get out i like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just like you, yeah, I just go for it. That's just always been the,
1: the mentality. That's how I
2: got here.
1: Yeah, I know. Literally, <laughs> one thing, we talked about this already, like one thing just led to another. Now, I mean, you and I are both kind of like optimists, and we always say like everything happens for a reason. We've You're always right. kind of been on that same page with everything. Um, but I, I know, like, I know in this industry that like it could be tricky uh, mentally uh, to kind of just wait and play that game and uh, kind of wait your turn. But now, I mean, you're, you're finally making your Broadway debut. Like, was there any point in even like when you were about to make your Broadway debut and then it shut down on you? Like, was there any like moments that you were just like, you know, maybe this isn't it for me or were you oh, always? Hell kind of, no, really?
2: I know. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you. Okay. How I got here is because everything is on the same extreme to me. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like the difference between regional theater, cruise ships, off Broadway, Broadway is nothing. Mm. It's whatever you put into it. It's magical right. where you go. And the thing about when the pandemic hit it, I just, I'm blessed that I have all these talents that I just pivoted. I was just like, because here's the thing. I, I always say yes and. I give myself permission to start again. I give my permission to change my mind. But the one thing that I'm certain is that I'm meant to produce. Mm. I'm meant to use my ashe, my magic, like, and I produce. I'm an, I'm an artist. Mm. I'm an artist. So it wasn't that it was like, oh, Broadway stops, so I'm done. No, it was more like, hmm. You know those things that is like, oh, if I have more time, well, then I say, well, I got time. I have full faith it's coming back. I have full faith. We already saw in the history if if the if a pandemic hit a hundred years ago, a hundred years ago, literally the twenties, like, and that I was like, we're is it, going to happen again. You even see it in apocalyptic movies, post apocalyptic movies. They come back some way, some. It's that's what it is. That's the beauty of. Uh, but this this is where it is. We are in the uh, the entertainment field. Mm-hmm. The word field, honey, it's vast. So I might not have been performing, but no matter what, I'm in this this theater field that is vast and I can now explore more. Because no matter what, be, it's like uh, Michaela Cole said in her speech, uh, being visible these days is equated to success. Hmm. Well, I've been successful without being on the Broadway stage. Right. So... Whether I'm seen there or not, I'm still successful. So therefore, it's like if I'm asking for a blessing, then am I preparing for it as well? You have to be prepared for what you're asking for. So this pause, to me, I equated it no different from the nine years it took me to get there. Yeah. That I'm just like, okay, one more year. I mean, we were three days in. And that's why it's like I told everybody, I said, there's not a day that I stay past my welcome in any show. If I can't go to the theater and smile, it's like literally part of like Finding Everland, like seeing the blue floor. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I can't help it. Right. I can't. And I don't want to. And yeah. so I, but that's the thing. It's like, so before I had that job, when I wasn't doing anything, that's what it's like. It, it was like being in the pandemic. It's like, I'm still working. I'm still grinding. I'm still sharpening my tools, you know? Right. So I viewed it like that. Now, that's just how I am. So I didn't feel like I fully lost me. I just was like, oh, okay, put this down. Next, next part, this whole field. So, right. and, but that's just, like I said, I'm just blessed to have that mindset and just blessed to have these gifts. So the divine didn't give me all these gifts to just be sitting here doing nothing with it.
1: So, no, I I, I love what you just said about um, you've been able to be successful without being on a Broadway stage, because I literally said on this podcast about two weeks ago that I think it's interesting how Broadway is the only type of theater that we really like Mm -hmm. look up to, you know, and when we think of theater, we immediately think of Broadway because like Broadway Mm -hmm. is just theater in New York. Yeah. You know, I call it regional theater. Right.
2: It it pisses some people off and I love it. I'm like, Broadway's just regional theater. It's not that I take it for granted. It's just that if you, some people see it as the pinnacle. Some people really think that our job is nothing. Yeah. Some people, like even during the pandemic, when they're watching nothing but the arts, they're like, take money from the arts. Mm -hmm. So I was like, so when I say Broadway is just regional theater, I like to say it like that because to some people, they treat regional theater like when I go. Then that shows me what kind of actor you are, what kind of artist you are. If you think that that is so beneath you, then stop. Right. But if you look at like, have you ever been in the Muni?
1: Me? Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Woo, baby! That's a that's Broadway too, like everywhere I. That go, got more
1: seats than Broadway House. Period. Yeah. So period.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I was like, you know, and it's, but it's not like a comparison, but it's just like everywhere I'm going, it's it's people say to dance at the met is major people say to dance at radio city is major people say to dance off broadway is major. and that's the thing so i just be like look at the end of the day i'm just blessed to be able to possess these you know credits from these beautiful places cuz they're all i'm there learning i'm learning It's you know what i mean cuz right. also look at how the industry the industry has changed because back then it was like Cheetah Rivera and them doing the tour, the road on the bus. Mm-hmm. Cheetah Rivera and them, and then getting to Broadway and bring, old school, like when the Rockets only had one cast and right. they were everywhere. You know what I mean? And, and now that we are blessed to have our economy span the way it has and it's grown the way, but it's just like, it's, I don't dumb it down. Like right. there was that show on Broadway called Shuffle Along mm-hmm. and they talked about their journey to get to Broadway and they did the. I forgot it was the graveyard shuffle. I think is the number. Um, shout out to Chippewa Cranberry. <laughs> they know who they are. I um, burped all into that mic, but um, <laughs> that's Aaron Moore and Alicia Lundgren. <laughs> but um, no, it's like they talked about the journey to get to Broadway, and I was like, yeah, you had to do that, and so it gets us out of the. Oh, I I only did the second national tour, and uh, you have a chance to touch someone's heart, right. you have a chance to perform, you have a chance to show your gifts. It is as grand as you want it to be. Right. You know what I mean? It's like I tell people when we get to, when we talk about like equity and stuff and, yeah. and like, uh, you know, coming up in this, when you mentioned the game, I got through this cause I didn't play the game mm-hmm. and I purposely didn't, that was my game because I listened to the veterans, to, to the pro fights who were, you know, talking about their journey And so I learned what not to do, what not to sacrifice, because they said it's not worth this. And so I was like, got you. We're not going to do that. And, you know, it's just I know that my journey is different. So if everyone is sticking to the same type of formula and the odds are not in anyone's favor, then
0: stop
2: it. right? So it's like that. So, yeah, New York just happens to be the region
1: the theater is in, Period. Exactly. You know, no, so. I agree with you 100%. I was I literally brought this up like 2 weeks ago, so it's hilarious that you're ne- saying it like 2 episodes later, you know? Well, like I'm like, thank god someone. Me. Yeah, no, seriously, cuz like I wanted someone to speak on it cuz <laughs> I didn't want to be the only one. Yeah, <laughs> cuz yeah, I literally
2: I just I humble myself because I have been blessed. Like it, it was one of the things I didn't hear. I, cause I don't, I don't like when I do bios, I don't list my credits. I don't because Manly. it's cause people are already going to look you up. Right. And then, uh, and people are already seen your resume and all that kind of stuff. So it's like when you, and I kind of do it like as a fan, it's mm-hmm. like when I'm going as a fan, I'm like, I know what, you know, you've been in, I'm a fan of. So I want to see a part. So I give my things. I bring my people with me. Right. So they're like, you've got 40 words. I'm like, Calvin Cooper likes to thank, but I just list names like, because it's my chance to give back and know that we got My credits will be there. It'll, I'll continue. It's there. You know what I mean? The people that
1: need to know your credits, know your credit. Period. period.
2: Yeah. So that's how I, and that's just my, I'm just like that theater hippie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I try to, yeah, I try to just, I'm in the field, but that doesn't mean I'm upset. It's like, you know, there's a healthy balance. Yeah, so, absolutely. Because my goal is to touch everywhere that is major because I want to experience what makes it so prestigious. Yes.
1: Wow. Okay, <laughs> you up. just dropped the mic. Shut you said, uh, you, said, so, okay. you, you said, said, oh, wow. <laughs> you said, <laughs> <"Poof."> period. Um, <laughs> period. <"Poof." laughs> um So, okay. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't even know where to take this right now. I mean, Talk about like your experiences on a cruise ship. Talk Ooh, about you okay. know the tour of Neverland. Because then I really want to get into what's going on today. Work. Um,
2: okay, so I started cruise ships in two thousand and eight. I quit college. I was going to Virginia Commonwealth University. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for my, what? For uh, it was it's one major, but it's it's two. It's dance and choreography. Okay, it's two separate tracks. So you have your dance like getting into your, your ballet levels and your modern dance levels but then you have choreography track where you're doing like improv dance composition choreographing in that it's one uh major but it is hard and right. I, and i <laughs> when i tell y'all i'm fresh off the streets i started dancing at 16. so when i graduated i was 17. I got into college. It was my third year of dancing. I I auditioned on my second year of dancing. It was the grace of the divine that was like, yes, you are ready. I can't, like I can't. literally shout out to Sandra Balastracci because um, she made me take a uh, ballet class on my level and the level above. Mm-hmm. Cause she said I had, uh, cause she saw it crazy, but then she uh, gave me this tape to watch and it was episodes and I watched Desmond Richardson and it was like, holy mackerel. So then she's like, we got to get you into college and stuff like that. And because you got to continue to dance if you want to dance. And then she handed me off to Sandra Balastraci. Uh I was in her dance studio while I was going to high school. So then now I was taking her class in three. Like it was full on. I worked at McDonald's to, oh to pay for it. Because my mom, she was like, if you want to dance, you got to, you got to. You got to pay for it. You got to work for it because she had two jobs and she was a single parent. And my grades were up. She said, as long as I didn't miss school, I could go to dance class. Didn't matter if I was paying for it. Like, so when I tell you, it was like the hustle was there. Then got to college. Cause my mom always told me, she goes, when I turned 18, she said, you're a grown man now, your choice, your consequences. I'm always here for you. So when I got into college, I was the first to get into college. It was huge. And so then when I decided to quit, my mom was like, it's time to go. So when no. we like, you want to let's go like you, cause she just knew that my mom let me do everything I wanted to wow. try as long as my grades were up. Um, and so, yeah, it was my third year dancing. Uh, and I was my freshman year. Then my sophomore year, I auditioned because shout out to Casey Johnson. I <laughs> love coming into the mic to spit these names. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he, uh, I was working at Busch Gardens Theme Park in Williamsburg and uh and he, uh, oh, I have a crazy story because yeah, you want to get into today's time. Uh, I was working at Bush Gardens. No, uh, in Washington, D.C.? No, no, like no, in, in Williamsburg, area? Virginia. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, um, and so it was stacked. In my cast, or uh, in, in the season, I should say, uh, hopefully you know these names. If not, you'll get to know these names. Chip Abbott was there, hired that season. Uh, Richard Yoder was there, hired that season. You'll know this one. Jeremy Jordan was in my cast Okay, and when Come I on. got discovered by Casey Johnson, Jeremy Jordan was on vocal rest uh, and I mean, like I told Jeremy I was like, you're gonna go to Broadway because he was singing Unchained Melody, he sang through the show but he sang Unchained Melody uh-huh. and I mean I I didn't know much about Broadway but I was like, you're going to Broadway <laughs> right, and uh, but yeah, and we were singing YMCA oh. and uh, he was a policeman <laughs> and I was the all leather and uh, what happened was Casey and like a group of these men. So, you know, it's like early morning, 10 in the morning. So it's got that awkward, like heat in the summer. So it's like dewy and wet, but hot. And we knew that the talent scouts were sitting out in the audience because, you know, you just like peek and see who's out sure. there. And when you see like, well, first of all, there were these four, flaming men and i was already like yep we're gonna perform to them because they're gonna be the ones that's gonna get us hype in the morning because also there's like eight people in the audience because the park (laughs) just opened (laughs) so uh, here we are jeremy's doing the he's doing his thing but he's not singing the song so i'm going young man there's no need to feel down like i'm doing and i'm serving all of it i go down the audience i slide then casey goes uh there's not because we did a little talk back and Casey was like, Oh, you should come and audition for Stiletto entertainment. And I was like, okay, cool. And Stiletto entertainment happened to be holding the audition at my dance studio. So when I was like showing up, I was like, Oh yeah. Like, but then my favorite is that Casey Johnson to me is, is my Debbie Allen, Mm. uh, my Paula Kelly. (laughs) Like he is everything. Uh, Uh And, so I like showed up to the audition. He was like, great, you're here. And then he was like, did you bring your music? And I was like, music? What for? Oh. And he goes, because uh, you sing. I said, no, nah, I'm just a dancer. He goes, oh, you're just a dancer? OK. And he literally walked away from me. So I go in. I just dance. I booked. <laughs> <laughs> right. I booked, but I told him I was like, No, no, no. I'm gonna graduate in two thousand and eight from Virginia Commonwealth University. Child, I quit that year that fall. I was like, I'm out. So I did my first contract in March. Went to
1: How was mom with that?
2: Oh uh, my mom was fine. Oh, like okay. I said, it's I was paying for college. Like right. it was because, I mean, that's the thing. It was like, if you want it, go get it. Right. Like, go get it. I'm not stopping you. She was helping me with what and however she could. Yeah. But I was making my way. Downtown, walking fast. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Like, my mom literally is it's, it's yeah, it's my life. And she's like, go for it. I mean, it's not <sighs> as long as I ain't trying to, like, rob no bank or right. something. She ain't raised me to be that fool. <laughs> <laughs> but, um.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: But yeah, so then I get on the cruise ship, and I do cruise ships for about on and off for 12 years. And in that time, and I was blessed to do Radio City for four years. Mm -hmm. Um, I did two years on the tour and uh, two years in New York. And I have this thing that my friend, B-R-A-V-I-T-A, Miss Bravita Threat, she would always ask me every year, uh, what are my three goals? And she, me and her went to high school together. So I was, I, I went to VCU because Bravita went to VCU. Like oh, I, wow. I auditioned, like I joined the hip hop company that Bravita was a part of because I was like, this is my big sister. Like, oh. and uh, she's the dance captain at Lion King. That's right. Oh my God. Shout out to Bravita. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah. And so she always would ask like, what are my three goals? So going into a gig, a job, um, I always set goals cause that's why I never overstay my welcome. When you come in with a goal oriented mind and you reach the goals, then you know, it's, you can leave because you, mm-hmm. you, you set something, you know? Um, and so I booked radio city. I was like, I need to book radio city. I said my third year, I need to get to New York. And like, I always say, I want to be the first or the last of something just to be a part of a, like a legacy that yeah. like somewhere where I can really be like, I was there when it was last or I was there to, you know what I mean? And so, um, it happened. I booked the tour. I did the arena tour first. And then the next year I did, um, with uh Durham in Boston, mm-hmm. so North Carolina and um, Boston, Massachusetts. And so then that's when I booked the radio city proper and I was in gold, And so in gold, you're the evening cast. So I was the last cast to do shine. That was when they were in those like, do you, do you ever see radio city when they at the finale used to look like they were the shimmering tree? Yes. That's called shine. My favorite. Shout out to Linda Haberman. Um, legend Haberman is what me and my best friend, Michael would call her. Um, (laughs) but it's when they would look like that Christmas tree, that's shine. So I was the last cast to do shine on the radio city stage. And then, um, one of my goals was the blessing to help build this the spring show that ended up getting canceled. Um, but when Linda Haberman called me, it, well, they, they, the peoples, they invited me to build that with, I was like, yo, my God, handpicked by Linda Haberman. <laughs> I've made like, cause as I'm in this business, I just been learning names. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't know who Linda was because I'm not a musical theater person, right. but out of respect when I book the gigs, like, you know, you look up people after I get to know them. I right. never looked them up before I go into a room as green as Alphabet. Okay? Right. And so <laughs> that's the I, way to be. I like them it's, to get to know me. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm like, If, if I'm in the room and you're in the room, I'm assuming we're both great. Right. <laughs> Period. You know? Uh-huh. So, um, so then after I got to do the, do the, the workshop of that spring show, cause it wasn't going to come out for, uh, I think like another year or something. Then I got to build their current finale, which is Snow. I got to, I was part of the Blue cast that last, my last year. And so we were the first to open that season. So we opened Snow and it was, it was so amazing. So I was like, it's time to go. And I left uh, because then uh, I went to an audition for Kiss Me Kate and I was Hortensio. So my first theater gig, I got my equity card. It was like Period. I know it was one of those like no nah, like when I tell you I literally gagged I get like my agency gags like I mean because I was auditioning for things and it just wasn't taking mm-hmm. at first but it was because I was barely here because like I said I did cruise ships for twelve years right all so in between like imagine like me trying to audition for first it was going cruise ships I had those stacked then it was Radio City and cruise ship Radio City then cruise ship then in two thousand and ten. Wow. Uh, that's when I booked New York. So I, uh, no, 2010, that's when I moved to New York, excuse me. Um, And I did the season 11 and 12 uh, because I remember I did two years on the the road. So when I moved to New York, yeah, then that's when I started to audition for because I was like, what's Broadway? Let's right. go. But meanwhile, I still like heard of certain musicals and stuff, but it still wasn't like... Broadway wasn't something I was taught and learned like the way that most of these kids be like, Jack Cole, and but I'm like, what? But um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I get to New York, and then it's that uphill battle of, I'm still doing cruise ships, but then I'm here. But then, yeah, when I booked Kiss Me Kate, um, and I got Hortensio, and I... Looked that up and, like, that was the first. Like, this is where this is where it started to take off. I was like, okay, do your research now. And I, like, learning that Kiss Me Kate was the first musical to win Best Musical. It was the first mm. time it was a category. And so I was like, oh, that is so cool. With Brian Stokes you know, Stokes Mitchell and all that stuff. I was like, oh my god! Like, it was one of those. I was like, okay. And the late great and Maisie. I was like, all right. Oh. You know, um, so it's one of those things. that I was like, okay, we're in here because that's just how. I am, like I said, I start to get somewhere and then I start to learn. And so then from there, uh, after I do uh, Kiss Me Kate, then I booked the first cast of Cats. Literally, as I booked Kiss Me Kate the next week, I I got a call that I booked Cats. And so for the first cast of Cats for Royal Caribbean, Cats was one of the first four musicals I saw um, via DVD or... um, or like recording, some way, somehow, really. Um, like a bootleg. Why was I scared? Why cat? Uh, cat, <laughs> first of all, because it was shown to me by two of my best friends. Um, shout out to Adam <laughs> Jordan, Adam Wagner, Adam Jordan, and Tempest Edwards. Uh, um, oh Tempest Bell, <laughs> they were, uh, they had the DVD, and okay. Uh, And they were there. Oh, also Tyrone Cooper was there. I already said his name, though. Um, But they showed me this DVD. And I just thought it was amazing. Because also, you need to know that in high school, when I had um, my first gig, I mean, my first show was Dracula. It was like a dance version of Dracula. And uh, my best friends will tell you to this day, the first time that I put on a full body (laughs) unit, Because the first thing I did was be water. Um. (laughs) I was water. My very first theater (laughs) thing. I was 16 years old in this... Head to toe, unitar. <laughs> that was water. <laughs> that's, that's better than like tree number three, right?
1: <laughs> tree number three. I was water, and
2: my friends chased me around the the auditorium because I felt naked. I was like, I feel naked. I feel free. I've never
1: taken this off. Like, oh, my god.
2: Yeah, and you're not surprised. I, that was me. Come like, on. but for real, chasing me. So anyway, um, <laughs> and so uh, going from. That, like, they showed me cats that year, and I was like, What is this? And I just thought it was beautiful, and I loved the makeup and stuff. So now, you know what's crazy? I just spit. I'm so excited. I spit a bubble. <laughs> um, I have an original face. Mm. I have an original makeup plot for Rug, which is the really useful group uh, for their because uh, Miss Karen Dawson. Um, the, your face is gagged. I know my. When I tell you, I that's why I never take anything for granted. Yeah, like Karen uh, Dawson. Um, uh, she is the makeup. Uh designer of the faces and things like that of the classic faces that you see not the first set wow uh, when, when cast first started, but of the main on the dvds is of the main faces that you would see and uh like she did the makeup for the labyrinth have you seen that the labyrinth the movie i haven't have you seen uh 300 like this is spot on yeah, she did the makeup for that her son's in that but anyway oh my um, god but when i met her uh we're in rehearsals for *Royal caribbean and we're doing the show and what they would do is uh take you out they would do the math of like what sections they were going to teach because you had to learn how to do your makeup. That is the tradition of right. cats. And so, uh, and what she would do was ask you, are you right-handed or left-handed? So if you were right-handed, she would do the right side of your face. So that way you could just mirror with your strong hand. Ah. And so I have the pictures in my phone. I'll show you one day. I'll show you after this. My face uh, is the only face that had my skin showing because I was their first black Play-Doh Oh. Uh, and so she wanted to show my skin. So if you look at cats, everybody's face is covered, like top to bottom. My face, um, it was the outside for the most part and down my neck. And then my skin was showing here and my skin was showing here. That's Mm -hmm. really cool. Oh, I cried. Like, I I cried. I cried. She sat with me outside because I told first I freaked out because I was like, I know who you are. Right. You know, like I I broke down. I was so excited because doing a, a show that I wanted to do so bad, then I got, picked to be their dance captain company manager oh my god it was one of the that's how trent the late great trent armand kendall uh became my mentor uh because he was on old deuteronomy um right and so oh and and like i was saying like children of eden was another musical that i listened to and so like we connected on that uh have you ever heard of bat boy the musical i have that's him going sleep little russie baby that's I miss him so much. Oh, um, that's Trent. Um, hush baby. That's <laughs> him. Um, and so uh but yeah, so then getting blessed to do that and then from cats um then that's when there was like my my hit it and quit like trying my best to make it through the city and then uh from there I booked uh the Met. <laughs> I got to Oh my to, god. I no, yeah, I booked the Met from there. Nope. Excuse me. Go back. I got to go back one. <laughs> no, I was right. We're, we're there. We're on track. I booked the Met. I do the Met. Uh, I got to do La Traviata with Lauren Lataro yet again, uh, which was beautiful because she hadn't seen me after a while. Because right after I did Kiss Me Cades, now I remember I did Cat. So I went back on a cruise ship. Right. So, um, And so then um, I go, not only do I go back on the cruise ship, but then I get off the cruise ship and I also go back to Busch Gardens
0: Oh. I went back
2: to Butch Gardens because my sister was pregnant with, with uh, oh. her second child and I missed the first child. So I was like, I'm going to make it. Well, I auditioned for Radio City that year and he was born at my, when I was doing my callbacks. And no. I was like, he was like, I tried to wait. I was like, nah. <laughs> but I booked. Um, right. All and, nice. so, but, <laughs> and then I go back. Yeah, I did. I went back to uh, Radio City one last time. That's where like all of this is happening. So to get me to then on my last cruise ship, I go back to a cruise ship after the Met. And um, because I built this, I helped be a part of this company. It was RWS and they built Step One. So it was a blessing to be the first of that too, with one of my favorite directors, John Sharon, shout out to John Sharon, um, because I met him at Stolero Entertainment. Um, And uh, from there, I literally like manifested, my friends will tell you, I was like, okay, I want to do Broadway because now that I got a taste in New York, like what's the next thing I want to do? And I was like, okay, I want to learn my lines and earn my spot. I love to, I love to say that because I mean it. So then I was like, okay, what are these equity houses people talk about? So I started mm. naming it. I was like, I want to book the Muni. I want to book the paper mill. I want to book a gun quit. I want to, you know, I was just like going in. Um, and then I got, um, there was my first direct book, but I booked the Muni because Lauren text, like somehow, Somehow in the middle of the water, we were in the Atlantic Ocean, and a text message came on what? my phone, and it's expensive on the right. <laughs> but a text message came while you're in- on a cruise. While I'm on a cruise ship performing, and it's Lauren saying, Um, you're doing guys and dolls. Uh yeah, you're doing guys and dolls, the Muni these dates. It happened to be like. It was something like 10 days after I was getting off the cruise ship. it like lined itself up.
1: Are you kidding? So
2: then um I booked the Muni and life
1: is in yeah, it's crazy.
2: Y'all. it's so crazy. I booked the Muni and it was the most glorious 19 days of my life. Mm. Is it 19 11 days is 19 days. Yeah, because you have eight days, no, eleven days of rehearsal and eight days of performances. It's yeah, nineteen days. Sense. You have nineteen days to put up a show. Was, wow, yeah, nineteen days. Um, and uh, so I'm doing Guys and Dolls, and then she, that's when Lauren came to me, and that's when because uh, one of my friends could tell you because we were all in, we were all uh, in the room auditioning. I mean, auditioning, rehearsing, and then we had like a ten minute break, and she like uh, called my name to come to to come over to her. And I like, you know, lean in and she was like, you know, I have this project that I really think you would be great for to audition for, you know, but that's when she was like, is Mrs. Doubtfire? Really? And I mean, this is in the room. So I'm literally like, drop. Because I mean, like I said, she's always calling her Broadway Bound Baby. Right. And so I was like, okay. And, I, and she was like, are you going on a cruise ship? No, you're not. Oh. Because I had one set up for after. Yeah. Right. I had it one set up oh for after. God. So then um yeah, then we finished the meeting. I go to New York. I audition. And when I told you I had those two fillings, it was my first time auditioning in Telsey. Stop it. So I recorded me going up the escalator. I have the video and I recorded oh the door and I did God. the dun 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 on the door and I go in. And I book Right. <laughs> As you said. And I book.
1: And now here we are today. Wait, so it was Finding Neverland before or after the meeting? Oh
2: shoot, I totally skipped Finding Neverland. Come on.
1: Uh Finding Neverland
2: happened in between after the cruise ships. It was after my last cruise ship. It was two thousand and thirteen. I was working in uh, the, uh, hospitality doing bars, job, bar job. After Then it got to like two years in it was like, yeah, 2015, 2016, 2016. Cause we did it 2017, 2018. I have no idea. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I think it was 2016, 2017. So yeah, it was like 2015. I was working in Montauk. I oh was wow. was working in Montauk and then, um, I auditioned for Finding Neverland and I got cut first round. Right. What? <laughs> I know, right? No, this is my favorite story. This is not. And you didn't even tell tell it. it. Come Um, on. So I got cut first round. And so then I'm now like just doing what I do. And now I'm working at Bear Burger. I work at Bear Burger for 10 months, 46th and 9th Bear Burger. So I'm in the theater district. So I'm seeing everyone. I have. I have pictures with so many stars. Like, I have this picture with Carolee Carmelo that I uh, lost my mind. I couldn't serve her. I freaked out. What? I, really? I, I had to send my friend over to because she sat at the bar. Just like yeah. it's not Carolee Carmelo. I mean, but, she rides
1: a motorcycle to the I theater. I know. That.
2: And so she's sitting at the bar. And I was just like, really? and I literally sent my friend over because she she was like, who's that? I don't know. She wasn't a she wasn't a, a theater person. And she Wait, goes why to, do
1: you like Carolee Carmelo? Do you know that woman?
2: Oh, okay. Can you even try? Dude, okay. I respect know, that. Because uh, my friend Megan Farley and Christina Rose right. would sing, because I didn't know who she was until I was doing my last cruise ship in 2013. Gotcha. Well, my last cruise ship with Holland America, Still in Entertainment, 2013. And um, and they they told me about uh, the Rolling Red Heels. What's that musical? Yeah. Uh, Leo, do it alone. Parade. Leo, parade. I'd never heard of it. Yeah, and so they were singing it one time at the table. There was like not a crumb, not a clue, and I used to be like, "What? <laughs> what is this?" And they would do it with justice every time. Oh my god! The next time you talk to Megan, you need to go. You need to get her to sing it. It's so good. But um, <laughs> oh, shout out to the dinner party party. Oh my sister, uh, boom, 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 Sally, boom, boom, boom. But um. <laughs> But uh, we they would sing it, and so I got obsessed with it. And then I just – I was obsessed with her voice, the way she – the, the color of oh, it. Oh, yeah. And it's so ridiculous. when she was at the, the bar, I was like, oh. But anyway, so then I'm working at this bar. I mean, I'm working at this restaurant. And my my buddy, my Vita Boheme, um of the Manhattan Bohems. that's Tuong Fu. I know you don't know that. Um, but uh, it's Fred Ogard. And okay. I, wait, wait. Yeah, Fred, Fred. Yeah. Movie. I was saying you don't know the movie. Oh, okay. Fred, because I met Fred years ago. So when I was doing cruise ships, this is how my life works. This is why it's important to just be yourself. I, okay, um, I just
1: want to paint a picture really quick. Fred was actually on this podcast, so for everyone listening, you know who Fred, you know who he's talking about. He was the one who was in Moulin Rouge, he was in Neverland, he was in all kinds of things. Okay, now that I've got a picture for you, continue. Yes, so
2: Fred is my beatable whim, I'm his Noxima Jackson, and uh, we met on top of a rooftop party at the Standard Hotel. It was a mutual friend, uh, Claire Padilla, shout out to Thug misses that's what I call her, and um, but uh, I go to this party and I meet... That's This party changed my life. I met some of my non-romantic soulmates there. I met wow. the late, great Michael MacArthur. He was the first protege of the Fosse Burden legacy, mm. um, the Fosse estate. Um, he passed away last year. Um, it's been a year. It's been a year. That's crazy. It's only been a year. Um, but, um, but yeah, I meet him. I meet Fred and Fred... So I walked by, and Fred goes, "Okay, Noxie. and I went, "Okay, Vita," and that's how we like. Nuh-uh. So then, now shoot to, I'm working at Bear Burger, and we would, you know, always say, "Hey, what's up?" Whatever, whatever. Like when he booked Kinky Boots, we were at the same. I was like, "You got this, sis," you right? Got, and he booked. Um, but uh, he comes in, and this this is literally a kismet. I was downstairs crying because I loved. I, lo- I love to work, and I love. I love. I get connected to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you see me, you see how I am. Yeah. Uh, now imagine me being at a restaurant and singing and dancing just behind, like you want a burger? Okay, <laughs> like just doing my thing, right? And I was downstairs quitting, uh, putting oh. in my two weeks because I didn't get a promotion. Thank God. Um, and I was crying because I didn't want to quit that job. And Fred was blowing up my phone, and you know I was, and I looked at it and I like put it down because I'm like, and I can't believe that I'm gonna put in my two weeks, and I'm like going in. And then I like come upstairs, and my eyes are as red as the as this microphone. <laughs> I was about to say something inappropriate, <laughs> but um. And when I tell you we are like, if I, you need to watch Tuang Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmore. Uh-huh. You will watch it. Um. And I come upstairs, and he was like, Calvin, why don't you? Oh my God, Noxy, because he sees my face, and I was like, Beta, I just put in my two weeks, like I can't do this anymore. And he was like, Do you want to go on tour? Oh. That's, and he was like, why didn't you check your phone? And I was like, and then my friend Liz, shout out to Liz, Liz Marie, she was like, his shift is covered. And I auditioned uh, the next day at 10. Like, uh-huh, the next day what? at like, 10.30 that morning. And, uh, and I just remember Fred being like, don't mess this up. And I went, I won't. He goes, and that's why you're in the room. (laughs) And it's it's me and another person. It's it's just me and two people, one girl and one other guy. And it was some of the most like intense, but scary, but fun. Cause I mean, they, everyone treated us with respect, but it was just, I was like, Oh, like one of us is getting a job. Like, right. Okay. My first time auditioning for like this, like tour and just being like, oh, wow. Because also, I didn't really know that first national tours were kind of like a thing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, yeah, I was just like, oh, my God, I could book this. And then I booked. And that's how I got into Finding Neverland. Uh, because Fred led me into it by going, come back, come.
1: And Unbelievable. Like,
2: yeah. And he was like, here we are. And that's that's like, that's like my journey. So then uh, if you go back in order, I do Finding Neverland. Get done with Final Neverland. I do. That's when I the start Muni. doing I do the Muni. Then we get into
1: step to doubt one fire. to Doubtfire. Yeah. And here we are today. It, here we are today. And here we are today. Oh my God. That was
2: like the longest saga, but now you know my entire life.
1: I know. I feel like connected now. I'm, I'm like I more connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's great. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's yeah. Yeah. I'm like.
1: <laughs> it's great. So today. Today. today we're we're here. You're yeah. a Broadway star. You're making Up your Broadway coming. debut uh-huh. you. as you should. Um, and so, OK, correct me. Is it Mrs. Doubtfire? Or is it Doubtfire?
2: It's Mrs. Doubtfire. It's Mrs. Doubtfire. I, I, yeah, I usually say Doubtfire just because, yeah, we don't it's like, you know, it's like being familiar like with her. Right. You know what I mean? So we're not like Mrs. Doubtfire, Mrs. Doubtfire, Doubtfire, Doubtfire. Doubtfire
1: yeah but i feel the like the show was...
2: is mrs doubtfire
1: okay i i didn't know like i feel like there was like a weird point in the pandemic where that was like a huge uh, like yeah thing, no. no it's
2: just like it's because it's just it's one of those things it since it is a name it's like right. you know you just copy by. i feel like that's what it is because in a way it's also like kind of symbolic like we're familiar with the movie we're familiar right. with robin williams playing the character we're so it's doubtfire
1: doubtfire yeah okay Amazing, Um, and you just started rehearsal this week, day two on Monday. This is day two. Um, What is what is happening? How is? I know we've talked. How is Broadway changing? Mm. Before we get into the rehearsals conversation,
2: I will say how blessed I am to be in this company because they are putting their action. They're, they're putting in the action. They're putting their words to action. Mm. Um, we have these labs that we've done, these these talks, these things to talk about. Like Kevin said to us, our producer, Kevin McCollum, um, he he says us getting together. It's about the family. And we were all like, yeah. And he was like, not the family as in the Hillard family, but us. So when we come back, we come back because you wow. know, first thing first, we we lost the great great Doreen Montalvo Um, and that is real and it hurts and it's crazy like I met Doreen Miss Doreen I call her Mimi Doreen Hmm. Um, well we all call her Mimi Doreen because she was she this she was this extra maternal spirit, uh, this this energy. So, um, And the story behind that, there's a deeper story behind it that I'm not going to say because it'll just make me cry. But I met Doreen at the Muni. And what wow. happened was I was listening to a theater podcast because I told you, as I've been in the field, I started to learn. Mm-hmm. So there was this theater broadcast podcast. I forgot what it's called. It's probably called The Theater. It's like backstage or backstory or something not I take so, about i feel so it was, no i'm just kidding because <laughs> it was before take about was existed. Right, right it was
1: before it existed no, no pot no theater podcast yeah
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> but doreen was uh the first podcast i listened to and it was talking about her and mm-hmm. it was because oh because yeah and it was um it was not talking about her it was talking about the the making of in the heights
1: oh wow and that was
2: doreen's uh Broadway debut and she was OBC. And so listening to her, Doreen has this like tone, the way that she just, the tone of her voice, like it was so soothing. And uh, so then when I booked the Muni and I see her name on the list, I go over to her and I was like, I am such a fan of you. You're Aww. like your story, cause her story, you need, I'm gonna make sure you get the, in- the the podcast information mm-hmm. so you can hear the story. You can listen to her talk about it. Um, but what was great is that, um, I, me and her, like we synced up now out of those 19 days, she was there for a week because she had to leave because now as y'all see now she was in, in the Heights. And then she, I think I want to say she also is in West side story. Right. Um, but she had to go film. And wow. so me and her, and I was like one day we're going to work together again. So then when I showed up to rehearsal for doubt fire, she, she and I literally screamed because no I, I mean, again, you know, she only knew me for a week right. at that time, but I was such a fan and I was, you know what I mean? But she literally, when she saw, she goes, oh, and I was like, I told you, it's like we <laughs> screamed. And so that's yes, my Mimi Doreen. And so it's like, we, we started with processing that because mm-hmm. also one thing about my show is that, you know, my, and I mean my show as in like, you know, your pre-show rituals and all I, my show started in ended with Dory, mm. and so now I'm back and just like we are rediscovering the piece, I'm rediscovering, your show. I'm, be, I'm rediscovering the show and building a new relationship wow. with her spirit in mind now. And, and one of the things that is uh, crazy is that there is, there was an adjustment that I will say. Because of the role she played in it at first, they they made a change for one of my roles, and now I'm that character's nephew. So it feels like Aww. it feels like I'm like ah, I call her Mimi because that's my Mimi, right? So, so it it feels very yeah. I know she's with us. She's with me. She she lets me know when she shows up. Aww. Um but it's it's lovely. So it's been so tomorrow is the first day we actually dance. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, like they meant that they're here for us. They, uh, we, we've been talking about everything that's happened, from George Floyd to what's been our personal traumas. Um, we talk about white supremacy and we name it. Mm-hmm. We name it, and especially, you know, to be in a room that's predominantly of uh, the people of the non uh, the people of the non majority, the global the the global minority group it's like I'm trying to find how they were describing it it's so fierce but because it's white supremacy it's a whiteness that's taught and so it made me look at how to approach it as well how to to change my language to get to to get to what I need to get to and not trigger right in in a way and it's just fire so that's what we're all here it's it's making the room fully inclusive and they mean it and to, to be in the room with the producers like, and then to hear it's his, like, third one. Third. Yeah. And I was like, he's not joking.
1: So he's been doing with this, you said, with, with all us. of his shows. Yeah, with, with six, his shows. He with-
2: started, yeah, he started. I know that I, I heard them say this is his third one. So I, I assume he's going to continue to go with the rest of his companies. Because, yeah, he, he did it with six, they said. and
1: I only hope that, you know, this continues for all of his shows in the future. Not yeah. just, like, now, oh, since yeah. it's, like, relevant, I oh, guess. Oh, you-
2: I can, I will tell you this. I <laughs> If I speak candidly under the old language, I don't really trust a lot of white people <laughs> when they say something. Uh-huh. Because American democracy is is that whiteness hypocrisy. Um, and so when I tell you you have to be in the room, he's in the room. You know what I mean? And right? there's no faking it. There's no faking it because you're now we're you're because that's the thing, it's like Back then, you know, a producer was never really around. Like they were ominously like walking around. But like to be in these kind of he's in the room. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. The whole time. He's participating. Amazing. The whole time. Not in the room standing sitting at a table. Right. No, 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 no. He's in the room. And he and it's and that's what is. It's and and the thing about it too is that we're responsible too. It's mm-hmm. not just these people, it's not the people behind the table that are trying to put the system in play too. No, we are. Right. We're also responsible.
1: So now we are all doing the work. Wow. <sighs> good for you guys. Yeah. First of all, like, good sign. Good sign for Broadway, right? Period. Hopefully that's not the only shows that are doing well, it. Well,
2: I'll say this. Well, look, even if, not to interrupt you, but it doesn't matter if that's the only show that's doing it. It's like this. As a people, then- If he's the one doing that work, then we only follow behind him then. Mm -hmm. And we continue it on. Right. We put our our time and effort there, and then we continue to build new. So that's what this is all about. Because, I mean, again, uh, before you even say, like, too much about, it's us. It it literally is us. Power to the people. Mm -hmm. It literally is us. We vote the next people. And so, like, we go and put our money in these shows. We do that. We have that power. And it's... Yeah, it is. It's going to be that way. There is no, there's no more of, of even they calling out, they call us out. They're like, or call us in is what they called it. It's, it's the, yeah, I'm not going to force myself if I'm sick. I'm going to go home Mm. and a stage manager uh, and the production team, all of them, they're not going to do the, oh, well, blah, 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 called out and blah, 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 called out. It's no more of this. The show must go on no matter what. No. Yeah. No. If we are done be done right now and it's okay heal yourself okay round two name something that's not boring
0: a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh ah <sighs> oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes Chumba! No we by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by RAMP. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet RAMP, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than they're worth in real cash value. Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy Currents issued by Sutton bank and Celtic bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
2: You know, that was one of the things that I, I, I said when I was going into the process of work, uh, the workshops and stuff, I don't injure myself. Mm-hmm. I will not. And I, and when I say I will not, I will not, there is nothing that you can make me do. Mm -hmm. that's the other thing about how I am as a person. And I don't go in there like, oh, you can't make, no, 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 no. It's just, I go, woo, that looks unsafe. Will you try that? No. Mm. And I don't fear I'm going to lose. I'm I'm already in the system, the new system. We have to be it in order for us to actually achieve it. We're not waiting. You don't wait No, the time is now. And so that's what that means. With him in the room, that's what that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for the first time, I actually know my producers and them names. Right. You know, usually I'd be like, who? Who is this walking backstage to everybody <laughs> like, oh, do you know I don't know who that is? Right. Or does he know who I am? Like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But no, it's it's so, it, we are literally a family. Wow. Their faces are seen. Their voices are being heard. Everybody is now in charge of yeah. keeping us honest. So.
1: It's the way it should be. Period. That's good. Poo. <laughs> Um, Tell me how you feel. I mean, you kind of alluded to this to me earlier, kind of, and you kind of alluded to it now, but, like, just you feeling more comfortable to speak up for yourself and for your castmates. Like, you were talking about the kids and whatnot earlier. Yeah, I will. I am
2: known. Everybody will know how I feel. Yeah. I wear my emotions on my sleeves. No, what is it? Yeah. Yeah, no. It's I wear my heart on my sleeve, but my emotions on my face. Mm -hmm. You will know how I feel, like whether I say it or not. I am an honest person. I am open, and it didn't matter who's in the room, how many in the room. I have gone through trials and tribulations being a uh, purple person of the global majority since I've been black. That's the thing. I've been in in trials and tribulations since I've been black, Mm. and. I will always speak my truth. My mom was always like, if you have to hide it, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Right. So if, if anything makes me feel something and I need to then then you're not supposed to stop, right? So yeah, I mean I I've worked in institutions for like a month sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't care in the sense of what are they gonna say after no, I don't look back, I look forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and I also tell folks because I don't subscribe to that Broadway game. that ever, I said, if there was only one director in the world, then there would only be one choreographer then and one with the way that their logic is about how to get to Broadway. I'm like, no, tomorrow's dancer is tomorrow's casting agent, which is tomorrow's director, which is tomorrow's playwright, which is to. It's all possible. Right. It literally is happening in front of us. We tell stories of how it happens, but people forget like they don't know. And I go, no, because you're subscribing to this culture that you say excuse me, you don't want to be about. Then stop. Mm-hmm. And I never was that person. That's why I am a non-musical theater musical theater person. Right. Because when I hear of musicals or plays, um, you know, like... I get obsessed or I don't, you know what I mean? It's like that. It's like either I like this music or I don't. So when I got into theater, I told you, I listened to these pro fights talk about, oh, I had to give up six years of my choreography. And, and these people don't choreograph. If they don't choreograph, I don't dance for them then. Right. Period. Like, and I, I even learned that during our process. Like you can't be like, they took my choreography. No, they didn't. You gave it. Right. You gave it. That's just the truth. And when we're when we're actually holding ourselves accountable, that's how we change it. So, again, I've got an amazing resume, but it's not because I played some game. They mm. know exactly who they hired. Mm-hmm. Period. Wow. But I, like I said, I know respect. I'm not up in there like, you see me in rehearsals. I do my job and I still have fun. I only play when I know what's going on. I do not. I know theater etiquette. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, my drag name is Decorum. Right. There will be decorum, like taste levels. Okay, uh-huh. but that's what it is. And so, not my little milky spitty mouth. <laughs> that's why you don't drink soda. But oh um, my god! But yeah, so it's like that. That it's they're in the room. Believe it. I yeah. don't even put a butt. And I hope no, it is. It is happening. It's it's happening. I mean, with with slave play and. With uh, Passover and all of that that's happening, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Believe it. Yeah. We subscribe to it. We need to be more open to it. We need to, you want to see diversity, diversify your life. Right. Period. Literally do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like I tell folks, it's like, like, especially like after what's going on with the Emmys, I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. Who are these committees that are doing the voting? What do they look like? Like, what do they look like? Like. Uh. You know what I mean? So, and then also, what do you subscribe to be the pinnacle? Because again, mm-hmm. an Emmy may not be the top for you, right? It may you're like, mm. you know what I mean? It could be. So that's how wide it is. That's how vast it is. So I get in where I fit in, and I'm not bothered if I don't. Wow, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's hard, but truly, you learn how to stay thankful and take. Don't take it for granted. And just be thankful, period. So it's happening. I wouldn't be a part of this project if it would not
1: That's good. Period. I appreciate that. Yeah, 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 I respect that. And it's cool. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, there's always been this like thing in on Broadway where it's just like the producers have power. And it's like you coming out here like and talking about, no, like we're the ones that have the power. Like we have the power that we share power, but we definitely have
2: the power. Because yeah, it's like this. This is what I tell people. I don't need a job. Right. I don't. And I never go in going, I need this job. No, I had a job before this one. I'll have one after this one. I have faith in my talent. Mm -hmm. Now, I tell students when I teach, here's how power comes into play. First, the people put up, you know, the the money for a show. They get a playwright. They get all that. So they got this power. They hold auditions. It is up to you to decide if you want to go in. So you start to let your power grow. You show up, you kill it. They offer you a contract. Now you have the power. They gave you this power to say, I will do this if I choose, but I agree to this. So not only now are you agreeing to it, you have equal power because if they breach your contract, you have every right to stop. Mm -hmm. You have every right to stop and call them out, period. I do not show up. If I don't have a contract, I don't work. Right. I'm so tired of listening to the old way, and how many people be like, and I did a show, that's you, child. No, not me. Right. Uh, that's not me, because I'm not going to let that be the precedent. I'm not going to set that standard. I'm not, no. I will go up to a rehearsal and start signing that contract, then we start rehears- yep Yup, good. That that contract better be there by lunch, mm-hmm. otherwise I won't be coming back. Like, Because <sighs> I want security. I earned it. I deserve it. Y'all are a part of the same union, or you can't work. You know what I mean? It's like, we are the we are in control then when you right. think of that so it's like that yeah you know, like when you sign that contract now you're both agreeing right because they can't have the vision without you
1: mm-hmm.
2: they can't have the vision without you now that's yes everyone's replaceable duh but it's more like that it's like they picked to, you for a they reason. picked me for a reason so i don't come in with doubt i come in with a growth mindset and i'm excited for it but i also understand that we share things they can't tell a story the way I can tell a story. We need each
1: other. Yeah. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. I love it. And way to hold them accountable. And way to hold myself accountable. Right. Yeah. Period. Um, this is so good. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with this. Um, so
2: tapes available. <laughs> Sounds
1: right. Um Life coach? Come on. <laughs> um, but, okay. What was the – okay, obviously – We literally just came out of an 18-month, like, just waiting Mm -hmm. period. Did you know that you were going to be coming back to the show? The whole time. The whole time? The whole time. You knew or you kind of manifested it? No, we knew.
2: You knew? Yeah, we had that security from from Kevin. Oh, wow. He, because, like, even, even though we didn't, we necessarily didn't know, like, the full logistics of everything, but... He said, When we're back, I want all of you back. Mm. If you choose to come back. Because what has happened, it happened to us. It's not because of us. hmm So when I tell you I listened to what they say, I was like, work. My producer said it. But then also we had our uh Zoom that uh Miss Jen Gambitese would host and Aww. stuff. Uh it was like every three weeks and or third Friday it was something like that. It was it was so great. It was like every third Friday or something, um, but we had, like, we were always in correspondence. So there was never doubt. Even was, with the
1: producers and everyone. There was never doubt. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome it, that you guys would do like, that.
2: That's how come I was telling a lot of people during the pandemic, they're like, we're so sorry. I was like, do you see me sad? Right. I was like, oh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm happy, <sighs> baby. But I also had three days in that show. You can't take them back in three shows. I was like, Haha. so even if we didn't come <laughs> back, I'm like, guess who did it? Me. It's
1: still on the resume.
2: <laughs> in previews. Like, right? But no, that's just my mentality of what is success. Right. You say what success is to you. You don't compare. I don't compare nothing. I'm always inspired by, or I don't care. Wow. So it's hard, Is but it's a true practice. It's for real though. Cause I mean, what are we competing for? Nothing.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> to that um, okay, so what are you like obviously this is in rehearsal, so like and three audiences have fully seen the show. Um, but like what are you as a artist and as even as an audience member, like what are you most excited for people to come to this show and take away from it after this whole pandemic?
2: Well. Being that we haven't dived into the new and updated,
1: script oh, yet,
2: literally tomorrow. Okay. The first, when I tell you, they said we are coming back. Not yeah. The show first. We are. So tomorrow is the first time us dancing and looking at a scene. Like they had rewrites even, then, huh? They yeah, had rewrites. There's some then? rewrites. Well, Theorium. of course, there's some rewrites. I mean, you
1: guys were still in preview. They so. were, yeah.
2: Oh, the, that's how I also knew we coming. The writers were like, oh, we're working on a page. Like they, we. It was just part of our. We just knew we were still working. We were wow. still working, um, but uh, I look forward just to that that whole sense of family, that whole sense of oneself, forgiveness. Um, you know, you're going to be entertained because it's fire. Like, yeah. Even though I still don't know this fully new script yet, but it's fire. Mm-hmm. The show's the show is fire. Um, but yeah, they're going to just take away that sense of peace. Yeah, they can get a, they, they can get through anything as long as they are with their family that they choose to be with. Like, right. So and that's
1: what I'm most excited for. Just to yeah. like just to see that family play out on stage.
2: You know, there is a uh, uh, somebody did record an a old number from our Seattle out of town. Trial. It's on YouTube. What? <laughs> it is on YouTube. There's an old version of our tap section.
1: Okay, so this tap section. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it because you're, like, you're like famous. It's on I, TikTok. You're like famous. You're like famous for this tap video. Like, ger, top, ger. <laughs> Right. Oh my God! It's literally on TikTok. It's on Broadway
2: World. It's everywhere. I'm and like I tap now because of the show. I when I tell folks, I'm like, "Can I tap? I can tap, but I don't say I tap because I don't want y'all thinking I'm like Savion Glover. Right. You know what I mean? I. <laughs> I can't even get through half the tap. Well, it's like, I can, I can get through anything, but it's like, I'm not one who would just go into like 42nd street and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, right. that's not me. But um, but yeah, it was literally taught to us. And my favorite thing about the, if you, you want to hear like this story, like, okay, so tech, um, we were in Seattle. And uh, you know, in previews, you know, you're trying out things. You're in rehearsal in the daytime, doing shows at night, and so they we had a tap section already, uh-huh. but they were trying to like spice it up, give it this like va va find that Broadway tap magic like that was supposed to like oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like there was just the way it's supposed to like click. And we had ten days to learn this tap. And one day (laughs) to put it on stage. Uh -uh. (laughs) No, thank you. Meanwhile, we're doing the old tap version at night. Uh... And and I'm talking about, they sent it to, we was in the studio and we learned it and we're tapping. I have the video and they sent it to us. And I mean, in between break times at home. Oh yeah. And like learning the new thing. And then we had the one day where we went, all right. Jerry was in. Uh, Jerry our director, was in the audience, and he watched. And we do it, and he gives it the AOK to go on, and then it was in. But literally, we had one day to take it, and when I tell you. I live for that because I was like, this is Broadway man. Yes. This is what they're talking about. I was like, ha, we're gonna do it. I was like, I tap now <laughs> <laughs> on Broadway. Like right. I literally, yeah. So it's like my friend Justin Prescott, one of the original oh members. My God, yes. Uh he's he's not in our show anymore. Uh he's moved forward because he's bomb. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, he I remember he would tap and do videos for me like he would break it down I would record his feet because it was coming wow. fast like mm-hmm. but it was still also supportive like everybody was like yeah we got this like that's awesome everybody was like let's get it and when I'm telling you yeah we were on stage and I was like oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> like you know oh my god but you can look it up on YouTube it's called yeah. taught- easy peasy
1: um so you, i know you i see, see the you and i see erica mansfield like erica front, front row, and i'm like come on I this is that everything so much. oh my god she's the best she's, i literally is love her uh yeah i need to have her on too because yeah i been in like everything period literally i think you'll like, probably
2: get the gypsy rose for your guys' show too probably like Mm-hmm. oh no the legacy the, oh
1: yes excuse me yes, the legacy Bro, it's
2: okay rope. that's the thing See, that's what we talk about it's, like, it's okay to make a mistake <sighs> right it's okay and it's okay to correct it it's okay to learn like because that's what we we need to stop doing the shaming because yes. when your intention i always tell folks you, i can hear intention come on If your intention is not meant to disrespect then good like but we have to also do the work in ourselves so that way i'm not like oh you said no it's more like i was like uh Legacy robe.
1: Right. You know, it's the legacy robe. You got my back. Period. Yeah, come on. This is a family, a company. We got My dream is to
2: wear that robe one day. Right. Literally, when I found out what it was, I was like, Cheetah Rivera. <laughs> I, I want to be like them. And I was like, there is a what now named the legacy robe? I was like, what is it? Like, when I tell you, I started to learn, like, I was like, I want to be a part of this. Oh, it's so, it's such a beautiful. Like feel to be in.
1: Yeah, watch me frolic. I love it. There's so many great like gems of Period. Broadway that They're... like people don't even like realize.
2: Yeah, but when you find them like a precious gem, it's worth it.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, go.
2: <laughs> That's on. just because I'm as high as a kite. I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now. Like welcome. I'm just like looking at life in a whole new way. I'm here for way. it. I'm here for it. Well, it's good. You know, it's like I said, it's if we want to change the system, we got to change our mindset. Mm-hmm. We got to change our mindset. We can't go into a new system with old mind mindsets, processes, old systems, old habits. You want a new result, you need a new equation. Right. And half the time it's us. We are the ones first. Oh, Stop sure. waiting on someone else. Do it. Mm hmm. That's what it is. So mm-hmm. it sounds simple because that's how simple it can be if people were mind a business and do what they're supposed to be just doing. Like, just be it. Be that. Yes. Be it. So welcome to the fold.
1: Yes. Thank you. I'll oh, see you on Broadway next year. I know. <laughs> I wish. I feel like I'm part of the Mrs. Doubtfire family now. Like, welcome. I feel like I've sat in on the EID. What is it? Called? EID? Uh, EDI a, lab. EDI mm. equity diversion inclusion. Is think, that
2: right? I Lam? think that's what that is. Don't get me lying. I need to look it up because I want to say it could be that, but I'm also high. So
1: <laughs> no. After like, look,
2: when I tell you after all of that, I it's I was like I need something that's going to help relax my body. It was one of the hardest things because I don't take. You said
1: you were crying all day. Yeah,
2: crying all day. Like That the, like they literally made the space a place for healing.
1: Mhm. They
2: literally did it. They and they mean it and it's past today, it's past it's what we're bringing into the room period. And mm-hmm. so I was like oh. So yeah, it's great. I just been crying, just releasing, getting healed in places I didn't think I needed.
1: Yeah. Mhm. We all need a nice little cry every once in a while too. Period. So
2: what a nice little cry. watch them coming home videos from the army stuff. Oh, like, what? Mm, I'd be feeling so good after. Wait, you do that on purpose just yeah, to if, cry? Yeah, if I ever need my soul to cry. if I Because if really? you ever start to feel... Because sometimes I just like... I'd be like, I feel emotionally congested. I feel like I'm like, wow. dang, when is the last time I cried? I feel like my body needs to cry. Because sometimes I'll just be walking around being like, I'm not sad. But I just feel the energy is sad. I need a release. Mm-hmm. And so I might as well cry happy
1: that's another thing we got to change like that whole like mindset around like crying is such a negative and it's like oh what's wrong like oh why are you crying like that's not good you should smile like uh -uh. oh like cry let it out yeah that's healthy you know yeah like there are so many stereotypes and like right terrible like mindsets okay wow I'm really feeling this therapy session right now. Um, yeah, cause it's real, you know. Mm-hmm. It's real. It is so real. I mean, it's all
2: part of the hustle. Like, it's I'm not hustling in this kind of game. I'm hustling to just authentically be me. Yeah, and, and to to be in spaces I feel welcomed, and to always be a welcome in space. I know I'm not for everybody, and I know everybody ain't for me. But I'm just right. honest, and then I don't I don't BS myself. I love when I say I don't waste my time. People say that people say that sentence and don't hear it. I don't waste my time. Right. Period. Yeah.
1: And I think that's a perfect way to end the night. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, just everything that you said. I mean, just to recap, this is a this is a lot. You know, you talked about your whole life story, which was like major respect. Okay, like anyone. But it's real because, like, and it's relatable because, like, in this industry, it's just, like, you just got to keep grinding. Period. And it doesn't stop. Yeah. And so you are the living I say this.
2: The grind doesn't stop, but how – you just have to pay attention to how much time you're putting in the grind. Uh It's okay to sit down. Right. It's okay to rest because if you are – I call it selfishly selfless. You need to know your boundary before you can – Go and give to somebody else. Go and give into an institution. Go and give into your job and your craft. You have to know what you have to do that work to find your boundary. And it can change. It changes often. Mm. You know, but that's the thing. So, yeah, like that grind works. But what game are you playing? I always tell people, I play games I win. Yeah. That's it. And so you pay attention. You listen. and, And then you make your moves from there. It's like. I got this song called "The Hustle" that's gonna come out. Yes, yeah, because I rap now. Check me out one day. I ain't even gonna try to put a date out yet because I'm working on it though. But it's a song called "The Hustle" and it's just about just what it is. It's it is what it is, and you subscribe to what you choose to subscribe to. Subscribe to. So if you don't like it, unsubscribe. Right. That's your power. I love when I say. And it's simple. It's simple when if you ever hear me say, "I bet I won't," it's done. <laughs> People, I'm like, I bet I won't. Right. Don't even ask me a second time. But that's what it is. It's like that. I hold myself. If I, if I feel like I'm somewhere sour, I leave. I have two legs. Watch me leave. Mm. No one can make me go to work. Right. Remember that. So. This has been an AOL first listen. You you don't even know what that is.
1: <laughs> I only know AOL references. I don't really, I've never experienced AOL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, because you're 15 years younger than me. Oh, my God. That's not. No, not 15. Is it 15? I feel like it's less. Wait. I'm is, 18. You're
2: 30. Oh, it is less. I'm not 30. It is more. I'm 35 you said wait really? i met you when wait, I was you look 30. so good thank you it's because i smoke weed drink water and mind my business <laughs> period I <don't>, period okay <laughs> um but no uh yeah i'm 35 oh I my just god turned 35 my birthday is july twenty fourth, so i turned it over the summer oh,
1: love that for you. <laughs> thank um, you and you're a broadway star so like Things are working, things are working out, you know, 35, Broadway star, uh, doing all the things, just like being the nicest person, getting rewarded in every way that he should. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for doing this today. Thank you for allowing to, to talk to, uh, thank you for talking to me and everyone else who is listening and kind of telling them and giving them an inside scoop of what's going on and how the future of Broadway is going to progress in the way it needs to be uh, moving forward and you set that example you not only with what's going on at Doubtfire but also with what you've said and what you've said that needs to change This further. makes me feel
2: so like I'm like oh, okay thank you okay, I know like do I you, you even realize
1: what you've said today like literally this is everything. It's life. It's just life. It, it is it, life. It's just life. I and mean, isn't it incredible how powerful it can be? Period. Some yeah. people
2: use dark magic, I use I use light magic.
1: Uh uh-uh, uh, there's no need. There's Period. no need for that. Cause what's what's well I mean the negativity? there's some need, there's
2: balance. There's always gonna be balance, baby. Right. If there's gonna be salt, there's gonna be pepper.
1: I'm that person. Yep. <laughs> I love it. And it's what makes you you. And Brilliant. it was making you successful, so oh, that's you. all that matters. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, thank you for doing this. You're a dream. This, been- <laughs> like, this, this is like the, the universal. Yeah, glad. Um, mm. No, this has been long overdue, Calvin. Thank you. And I appreciate you also fitting this in at ten forty-five at night when you're rehearsing for your Broadway and debut. I mean, it's
2: nine to five. We got to be there at like eight. Uh uh eight, thir- eight thirty. For some of the COVID protocols, so I will uh, be up at six trying to get like tomorrow. Oh I, w- I, I will be getting up at six because I'm gonna have to dance, so I need to right. I'm gonna do a little that. stretch tonight. And yeah, stretch tomorrow morning.
1: I know. I could literally talk all night, but I got to test you at midnight. Period. So oh my god, I gotta do get it. Get off the <laughs> phone. I mean, get off. <laughs> uh no, no, no. It's okay. Um, but no, I can't. Thank you enough for just being here and just talking to me again. It was so good to catch up with you. Um, yeah, and that's that's what we have this week. This was amazing. So good. I hope everyone enjoyed it who's listening because uh, this is Calvin Cooper. How can they follow you? How can they look out for Hustle and all your new songs? Uh,
2: well, well. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, it is at Calvin Lamont Cooper, C-A-L-V-I-N-L-M-O-N-T-C-O-O-P-E-R. Yeah, it's Lamont with, a, it's, you, it's actually an L apostrophe, but you can't put an apostrophe in your handle. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Calvin Lamont Cooper. Um, you can find me on Snapchat, Calvin Cooper. You can find me on Twitter, Scooby Cooper. Scooby Cooper. <laughs> I love it. So, but yeah, y'all can find me and then Follow my Instagram and you will see all my handles on on my main page because I also do drag. There's another day, but you follow
1: me, you'll get all my stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Take a bow, Calvin Cooper. Oh my God. There were so many good things that were discussed here. Uh, Not even like half of my things that I wanted to talk about were discussed. But I love what we discussed. So Calvin was explaining to me that throughout the pandemic, obviously he talked to to you all about this as well. Um, They had Zooms, you know, every like third Fridays. um, And uh, they were just discussing life, you know, and just like becoming that family. They were keeping in touch with everyone. Uh, They were doing all those things. And uh, I think that's really special. And... With that being said, uh, they always said that we are coming back, and we are including each and every one of you. Well, when they were getting ready to open back up, there were talks about recasting some of the kids because they were getting tall, their voices changed, whatnot, and the actors, the performers in the cast actually spoke up, the adults, and said, you're not doing this, like we you have said this whole time that we are all coming back as one. We have already lost a castmate, and we don't want to lose anymore that we don't have to lose, you know, because some of them went on to different pro- projects and whatnot, but we are not just kicking one of our own out. and 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 they they listened they and they were heard and um. And now they are returning, all the kids. And I just think that that, that's really special. And I think that that's something that uh, everyone should um, learn from. As And like he mentioned, the actors do have a power too. You know, it's not just the producers and it's not just uh, the directors and whatnot. But you are the one putting in the work. You are the one... Going out there night after night, performing and laying it all out there for one another and for every audiences that's and for every audience that steps foot into that theater. Um, so I thought it was really, really special what he was saying um, to me, even on the side, but also while he was talking on the record, um, it was just so special. And he was talking about um, a, a bunch of other situations that uh, they just all feel connected and as if they have a voice and they are willing to speak up because they know they will be heard. And if they're not heard, they will, they uh, expect uh, a explanation and they are just hearing each other out. And I think that that's really important to have that relationship with your theaters. Cause like he said, you know, there are productions where it's like, I don't even know who my producer is and I've never met my producer before and whatnot. So It's really, really cool to see to hear and see that uh, Kevin McCollum shout out to him and everything that he's doing with all of his shows right now on Broadway. Um, I just think it's really special. So I think it's something that we can all learn from not only continue what he is doing, but we can also expand on what he's doing and do it even better and to a further extent. And I think that uh, this is just the start. And I think that it's just going to get better from here and creating a better Broadway for everyone involved, because if the actors are happy, the audience is going to see it and they're going to be happy and they're going to be leaving the show, enjoying it even more than they already did. Um, And of course it's just going to create a healthier environment for uh, the directors and the producers and everything like that. And it's also going to be creating those conversations and not like conversations as in like, Oh, when we say those conversations were like a deep conversation about like political stances and whatnot, and race and ethnic groups and whatever. No, it's communication, period. You know, it's something that communication is the key to all relationships, and it's the key to success, and it's the key to a lot of things. And if you can't have a conversation then it's just not going to be successful and it's not going to be special and it's not going to be what everyone else wants it to be. Um, So I just think it's really special what's happening um, right now at over at Doubtfire. And I can't thank Calvin enough for taking his time out of his schedule. Um, You know, he's doing nine to six rehearsals right now. Uh, It's it's his third, it's his fourth day today as you guys are listening to it. Um, So I really, really thank Calvin for doing this. And I think that the timing is perfect just to to have those conversations and to bring to light what is happening uh, at all of these uh, shows right now as they look back. Because before it was just like, oh, on Broadway, time is money and we cannot waste any time. But yet they were two days into rehearsal and they didn't do anything but sit and have conversations and sit and have these diversity and inclusion meetings. Um, So it's just very, very, very cool um, and very, very special what they're doing over at Doubtfire. And I'm so excited for Calvin to be doing what he's doing. Cause like I said, like I love too what he, what he mentioned. um, Cause I was going to say that, you know, he deserves to be on Broadway and everything, but this also raised the, the thing that I mentioned a couple weeks ago and saying, you know, Broadway is essentially a regional theater. It's just glamorized by the media because these larger corporations have these relationships with the media and these larger corporations that are um, in New York are helping out Broadway and they are the ones producing it. So Broadway is able to have more money. And so like I said, sure, the shows may be different as far as they have some incredible, incredible sets um and incredible costumes and everything like that. But the talent, it's all the same. All of these people start in regional theaters, you know? And so, um, I just think it's really special. and uh, but Broadway, of course, is Broadway, and it's going to be continued to be glamorized because, of how uh, the budget is. And uh, as actors, we appreciate Broadway as f- because the budget is what it is. And so they're getting paid a little more to be on Broadway instead of a regional theater and whatnot. Um, but all in all, I'm very excited for him to be in Doubtfire. I'm very excited for him to be performing in a regional theater in New York, as he would put it. Um, so very exciting stuff for him. And uh, yeah, I, I hope that you, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of was quiet there at the end and I didn't have that enthusiasm that I've been having. Um, but I think it was cause for those serious conversations. So um, I think it needed to be, this episode was really um healthy for me and healthy for uh I think a lot of people listening to it going into this new Broadway that we are all witnessing uh at the moment and uh I just look forward to seeing all of these shows and seeing how closer and comfortable and healthier everyone is um I just think it's really special so Thank you, Calvin, for sharing your stories with everyone, and thank you for sharing the stories that you've shared with me um, and keeping me in the loop with all kinds of different things, and hopefully I'll be able to share soon enough. Um, but it's it's really cool, and I really think it made for a great episode. So thank you again, Calvin, and thank you everyone at home listening to this right now. Um, Yeah, I just think uh, this was an episode that we needed to happen. And I think it's a great way to kick off our next series of Broadway and our next series of guests because they are going to be it's going to be a fun ride and it's going to be a good uh, group of guests here coming up. So I'm very excited for it. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you all next week with uh, our next guest. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening again and have a great week. For this episode's Curtain Call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Bernstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron,